good. Yeah? Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to get to do this again. Yeah, we had a little break there. It's been a couple weeks since we've been able to record one. Right, right. Um, life's been busy, but yeah, I always look forward to these. These are good. Yeah, it's so, so much fun. I it's think. All, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if anyone cares or anyone's listening, but yeah, it's fun for me, so we'll keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And it's like good practice for like other conversations we consistently have. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, yeah, I feel like more often than not, it's like I keep slipping into like this podcast mentality like oh we, we talk about this and here and i'll go into my little spiel like right. okay wait i'm not recording right now <laughs> right and then i have to remember like you know when i have conversations with people it's like okay yeah this is a different conversation it's okay not to mention the podcast here you know it's like, right. we can we can dive into it because immediately i'm like oh i talked about this in the podcast right. and then it's like shameless plug yeah exactly exactly that's not the goal yep so yeah. yeah, but uh, so here we are. We get we're actually kicking off a brand new series. Yep, um, we're going to be doing this for. We have five different topics that we're going to be exploring in this. Um, this yeah. series we're calling was it purposeful parenting? Is that right. what, is that what right. we went with? And you said five different topics. That means what? Like we're going to be in this for a long time. Well, between <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like half the time we record, we end up going, "Oh, that's going to be a two parter." That was yeah. a really long conversation. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then, um, yeah. But, but they're all good stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. These are really, there's so much to this mm-hmm. topic. And so, so kind of where we're coming from is this, this idea that um, I know as a parent, so often what I end up talking with my kids about is just the stuff that we're dealing with, the things that come up, the things that they're dealing with, the day-to-day items and, and uh, you know, things that'll happen. And then it's like, okay, well, we should probably talk about that. And so we, we talk about that. Um, and that's all good. And that's a very necessary part of parenting. But a lot of times there are things that we need to kind of proactively right. talk to our kids about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, like you don't even think about right away, you know, and life just happens and stuff. Yeah. And so like this is prob- probably, hopefully just like a very, um, I don't know, a simple reminder of like, hey, these things like probably should happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and these are so... You know, there's 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 things that we need to t- you know sit down and talk with our kids about. Like, hey, hey guys, we need to talk about this. Like, right. that's that's part of what we're talking about. But these are more than just kind of one time conversations. Yeah. You know, we're we're talking about some things that, like these these should be regular, frequent topics of conversation with our kids. Um, more than just you know we sit down, we talk about it. Now, okay, you got that right. Okay, we're good. Moving on. And we don't really have to revisit that unless it comes up. Um, that's not really the the approach that we're recommending. We're saying these are things that, that just should be a regular frequent finding ways into the conversation right. that we're having with our kids. There's no boxes we're checking here. Like yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's exactly. not that. It's just a, it's a reminder that it's, it, this is a way of life. You know, this should be a constant part of your relationship. Right. Like that's what it is, you know? Right. So, so to give you an idea, so some of the topics that we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to talk about money. Um, how to handle money, what's a, what's a correct kind of perspective and approach of money, how to handle it well, what are some of the specific challenges that, that you know, this generation I think is going to be dealing with or is dealing with. Right. Um, we're going to talk about obedience. <laughs> um, what's, what does that look like? How does that work for us as parents? What are our expectations of kids and why should they obey and why should we want them to obey and mm-hmm. all sorts of fun stuff there. Uh, I know we're going to talk about just making choices and how, like, that's a really big big thing. I mean, right. we, we want our kids to be able to handle life and, and make wise choices in the moment. And um, so how do we prepare them for that? How do we, how do we train them up in that way? 
Um, we're going to talk about sex. Um, <laughs> surprise, I mean, surprise. Right. right. Yeah. We couldn't go that long without talking about sex. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but man, this is one of those like, you know, there's the talk, which should happen. But then there should be a whole lot more conversation that happens right. with our kids. Yeah. Um, and more and more, it's like, okay, the talk. Go talk to your youth pastor. <laughs> and it's like, bro, uh, they are like, really? You want that to happen? Yeah. Right, it's yeah. just like, you know, you read over that one passage, just like circumcision. And it's like, <laughs> you know, their face just goes, oh. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, yep. So help me out, guys. Help me right. Out. <laughs> right. Um, so, so those are all things that we're going to be getting to, but we're going to start off today. Um, we're going to talk about faith. Um, and yes. we, we wanted to start with this one because. This is this is sort of the linchpin for everything else. Right. Um, how we make choices, mm-hmm. our perspectives on money and sex and obedience, all of those kind of things, all of that is informed by our faith. And so, um, talking to our kids about faith, about living for Christ, about all of that kind of stuff, should be um, that that should be informed from from us, like our kids' um, ideas and beliefs on faith and and, and how that works is going to come from a lot of different areas, but the primary source should be us as parents. Right, right. And and something like, you know, that that's important. The whole goal of this is like, you know, you have these conversations, but also, like, you're right, you know, they're going to receive faith from, from you, you know, and everything, but also doing it in a way that allows the transition for them to make their faith their own. Yeah, for uh, sure. Because it, that's just so important. Um, and I think when you... When you explain it, you know, and, and dive into it and, and all that and kind of uh, express portions of your faith with your, your you know, your kid, um, they, um, you know, it's an invitation for discussion as opposed to a command. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not just going to church. It's now, oh, this is why I'm going to church. Right. This is why we're doing this, right. you know. And so now it's an invitation to, hey, Let's think through this a bit more. So, so we have something to talk exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to like, no, 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 you're going to church. Well, mm-hmm. why? Because I go to church. Because you need to go learn about Jesus. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and I think too, that's, that's important. So our culture in general, um, if we, we're not an expert on something, we go find an expert for it. So yeah. we, we have a guy for this and a guy for that. Like here's, right. here's where I go to, to, you know, train on this or to do this, or, you know, I'm not good with finances. So I hire a money manager or somebody to handle my retirement fund. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And, and that's totally normal and fine. And yeah. uh, in most areas, that's an absolutely fine thing to do. The danger becomes when we approach parenting the same way. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's one thing to say, um, my kid wants to play a sport and I don't know how to teach them that. I don't know the first thing about that sport. So what I'm going to go do is I'm going to get them on a team and I'm going to get them a coach so that they can go learn that. I need, I need to find a guy for that right um that's fine but these topics and especially faith shouldn't be handled the same way and 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 i think sometimes parents can fall into that um well that's what church is for church is there to you know to teach my kid the the issues and matters of faith and that's not really how it works it should primarily come from us as parents um, and then what you were saying is when we go to church, now that's giving us as a family things to talk about together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's ultimately still up to us, though. Right. Yeah, 100%. And, and you're also like, it encourages the partnership that happens here. You know, the whole thing, everything about the Bible is promoting relationship. You know, the whole reason why we are here is because of relationship, right? right. And so, um, you know, faith in itself, you know, you're being part of the church, you're, you're demonstrating aspects of what we believe in. Um, you know, and also like, you're not just dropping them off at youth group and saying, Hey, go, t- 
don't don't forget you should talk to your right. you know pastor about this um because you don't know what to say or what to do <laughs> you know and and then um and then when they find out what the pastor said it's like well why did he say that and they don't even know <laughs> you know and right. so like and so they're only like, finding out through their kids so it might only be like half the half of the truth anyway. right exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like this it it opens up like it allows us to be the church yeah you know um and introduces you know your your child your your kid your student to what it looks like to be a part of the church, diving into that. And then one of the primary ways that is, you know, it points to discipleship, right? Yeah. It points to that aspect of all of it, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, again, it's it's out of relationship. Discipleship is a a type of relationship. Right. Um, And so um, what we don't want to do, like you said, you know, you drop off your kids at youth group or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and sometimes the, as a parent, we can feel like, well, they don't, my kid won't talk to me about this. So that's why I send them here to church or to youth group or to whatever, because at least they're open up and I know that it's going to be godly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's understandable, but Mm -hmm. at the same, at the same time, that's not a sustainable, that's not the long-term goal. The long-term goal should be Mm -hmm. to get to a point where you and your kid is, they're talking about this stuff on a regular basis. Um, You know, a a youth group is a good pinch hitter, but they're not, (laughs) that's not, that's not the way you want to go long-term. Um, in terms of your, you know, your kid's soul or primary source of right. their ideas on faith. Right, exactly. And, and you know, what I'm going to do is, is point them back to the relationships in their lives. Yeah. You know, that's my goal, right? Like help them experience greater relationships where they're consistently pointing to God and the relationships they're going to are doing the same, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, if they're not experiencing that at home, then they're confused. It's like, well, you're telling me to go home and do this, experience this. But I don't feel but like I, I can. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't experience that. Is that your reality is no longer part, like it's, it's not something I experience in my life, you know? Um, and so how do we do that? Like, right. Because that's that not the ideal like? for them. And right. it's not the ideal for as parents. And we're, we're going like, we wish it wasn't that way either. If, right. if that's what's going on. So, so yeah, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about faith. Um, so first off, what does that mean? Right. Because that's a, a very broad word that it gets used in a lot of different ways and kind of in our culture has a lot of different definitions. Um, what it doesn't mean is a belief in God. Right. I believe in God, therefore I have faith. That is not, that's not the formula. That's no. not how it works. No. Um, the Bible says the demons believe in God. Like, I don't think they're <laughs> engaging in discipleship though. <laughs> right. I think that's something very different. And so right. what we're talking about is discipleship. It's a, it's a student, almost like a student mentor relationship where if I'm your disciple, I am learning to do things your way. Right. And so if we're disciples of Christ, I'm learning to act and talk and think like Christ did and, and does. Right. That's the goal of discipleship. Yeah. Right? It's your, it's your faith in action mm-hmm. towards relationship, you know? Um, out of that desire for a relationship um, with with God, so yep. So so that's the goal. That's what we want. That's what that's what true faith is: is living by faith, living by trust, mm-hmm. um, doing life God's way, and and just because He said so, because I trust Him, mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to live by faith and by the wisdom that I see in Scripture. So so how do I do that? Mm-hmm. The whole way we get there is through relationship. Right. Um, and, and through community, we can't do that on our own. Mm-hmm. Our, our faith needs to be grown in the context of community. And that the primary source of that, again, should be family, should be our, us as parents. Um, and so how as parents do we go about making that happen? Um, and why is it so important that we are the ones that do that? 
Um, the church seems to have a lot of answers and they have <laughs> experts and these guys went to Bible college and all right. these kind of things. Right. So like they, they should be the primary sources, right? Um, but that actually doesn't work. No. Um, there's studies have shown, <laughs> we have statistics of all of these things of, of going like that's like, that just doesn't, it didn't play out that way. Like it, it, I get how that would make sense, but it doesn't actually pragmatically, it does not work right. that way. Right. Um, so there's um, some Barna studies. And, um, Uh-oh. yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring stats to this. <laughs> um, so they, they kind of, they looked at young adults. So I think it was like 19 to 23 or 24 year olds, mm-hmm. um, and kind of examined their faith and their level of interest and engagement with, um, with Christ yeah. and with the, the local church. Right. Um, and they found like, they kind of were able to lump them into four different groups. Um, and these groups were prodigals and these were like, uh, I grew up going to church, but I no longer do any of it. Like, right. I'm just not even involved. I'm not really engaged. I don't even know if I believe in God. Mm-hmm. That's the prodigal. And then there's nomads who are, I call myself a Christian, but I don't go to church more than like once or twice a year. And I have some pretty significant things that I believe that are not lined up with Christ. Um, ones that would probably be considered deal breakers. Like, right. was Jesus actually a real person and the son of God kind mm-hmm. of stuff? Um, so that's nomads. Then there's churchgoers, which means I'm, I go to church on a fairly regular basis. That means like once a month or something like that. Um, but that's really it. And I still have some things that I don't see eye to eye on with, with Christ. Like I, like my beliefs don't actually line up with biblical truth. Mm-hmm. And then we have resilient disciples and th- this group are actively engaged in a, not just church attendance, but actually involved in serving or, you know, discipleship groups or small groups or right. things like that. And like this group would be like probably the dream group. The group is if I'm a parent, which I am, I'm looking at my kids going, that's the bucket I want you to end up in is I want your faith to be real to you after you've moved out and you are actively going after it. Um, so what happened is they asked all these questions of all these different kids <laughs> and kind of then kind of categorized it into these four different buckets. Um, and one of the, one of the questions they asked um, is if, if, the the listener could agree with this statement that the statement that I admire the faith of my parents. Oh no. Okay. So oh. how often can a can a nineteen to twenty three or twenty four year old say that? Right. Um, the prodigals, the ones that completely just kind of walked away from their faith, seventeen percent of them could say that. For nomads, it was twenty nine percent. For churchgoers, it was 45%. So 45% of people that were regularly going to church but not super engaged, 45% of them said, yeah, I can admire the faith of my parents. For resilient disciples, it was 72%. So what does that tell us? That, one, church attendance is no metric of of success, um, but being able to admire the faith of my parents is much better if if they can't if if my kids can't admire my faith they're much more likely to end up in one of those categories that i I don't want them to end up in the the single biggest factor and i this book was full of statistics and the thing that came back over and over and over again is you can be super engaged in church you can send them to every church function they can you can be the 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 one the, the family that's there all the time right but if they don't see it in your life right Statistically, they have like a something like a twenty percent chance of being the resilient disciples when they become adults. Yeah, which is super scary, but also I think it just shows like this is something we cannot farm out anywhere else. Like right. our kids' faith has to come from 
a, a real faith in us. Well, I mean, it, well, real faith in us, yeah. right? Like, it just points to the fact that, like, they're smelling <laughs> that it's all fake. You know, yeah. they're realizing, like, this is not, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, this is pointless. Like, we're going here for nothing to happen after here. Like, why would I waste my time? You know, um, because it seemed like a waste of time other than maybe possibly the community aspect of stuff like that. Right. But when it, when it doesn't lead to a life change, which is what's being preached right. on, you know, Sunday mornings, then why are we doing this? What, what, is, what is the goal here? And you can tell by their response, you know, that they, they, there's a disconnect there, which makes total sense. I mean, uh, that's entirely, you know, uh, what scripture points to. Like if this, if this is not, um, actively impacting your life or demonstrating a change, um, you know, then the world is going to be confused. You know, you're you're not really yeah. who you claim to be. You're saying this is important, and yet everything every, I see mm-hmm. says the opposite. Exactly, and and you know, uh, why why would they admire that? You know, like <laughs> right. who who would admire right. admire anything that um, is just said out of word of mouth? Yeah, you know. Um, uh, just and that doesn't mean that the parents' faith wasn't real. Right. It just means it wasn't something that the the kids got to see, mm-hmm. um, and experience, and 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 interact with. Um, something else that came out of that book it said four out of five engaged Christian teens feel that they can openly, honestly discuss their questions, struggles, and doubts with their parents. So if I be- if I was able to become a resilient disciple an engaged Christian, mm-hmm. it was probably because I could actually talk about this stuff open and honestly with right. my parents. Right. Um, all of it, not just, not just, you know, being taught things from my parents, but being able to express my doubts and fears and concerns and all of that kind of stuff. Right. And um, that makes, that's huge. That makes total sense. I mean, that, that means that there was, they were provided with an environment where those conversations were happening. Yeah. You know, you're not just going to walk out and talk about those things and it you know, at random, you know, um, I, I feel like that points to a meditation of scripture yeah. that points to um, a household that, you know, is actively engaged in this, you know, yep. elsewhere, not just the student or the teen, right. you know, but, you know, the people around them is doing it, yep. you know, so. Well, I think it says two things. One is, this is something, if I'm, a, if I'm a teen and I know I can talk to my parents about this, it's because they talk about this. Right. It's something we talk about frequently. Exactly. Um, which is where, you know, in Deuteronomy, you read, like, you know, write, write these commands on your do- doorposts, mm-hmm. read, read them when you get up and right. when you lay down right. and on your, you know, on, on, as you're on the road, all that kind of stuff. Um, hey, this is something you should talk about a lot with your kids, is, mm-hmm. is what it's saying. Like, all the time, find ways of bringing this up and talking about it, not just the one time download of information but these are frequent ongoing conversations and so that's that's one aspect of this and two is they have to not only hear it from you but see it from you right yeah you have to you they have to see this play out for you if 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 they're going to believe that this is important they have to see that it is important to you and that's that goes beyond church attendance right and and things like that yeah yeah i mean you know you know i think we discussed this earlier i mean uh Really, what's happening is just a removal of that, the line of the separation between in church and outside of church. Yeah. Secular versus like non secular, you know? And it's just realizing, um, well, doing things in a way that that removes that line so that, you know, your student, your child realizes that this is life. This isn't, church doesn't exist between, you know, these 
these four walls, mm-hmm. you know, that we... This is the place that I go to learn exa- about God. Exactly. And now I'm done with that because I'm off to other places. Yeah, yeah, I've checked that box. No, yeah. no, no. Um, this is, like, I'm still learning about God elsewhere. Um, right. You know, I'm acknowledging his presence everywhere I go. Everything that I do, everything that I put in my in my body, mm-hmm. you know, is just a demonstration of the fact that I know the living God, right. the one who created everything. Yeah. You know, and so um, I'm in partnership with him, and that is what's why I take the steps that I take. Right. That's why, you know, and everything is thought of or perceived in light of that. Exactly. Like everything is through that filter. Yes. Yeah. And so it, it now it's not just something we talked about, but now it's real. Right. It's life. You and know? it's not even just having like the right doctrine or right theology. That's no. obviously part of it. But exactly. It's, it's not just that. It's, it's this real live mm-hmm. aspect. that's like intertwined in, in every part of my existence. Yes. Um, that's different than just having the right theology and the right set of beliefs. Yeah. And I mean, it, and it's going to cause you to look differently, um, which are going to, rise up questions like right like when you actively pursue your relationship with the lord in a way that's visible people around you are going to get squirmy they're going to ask questions <laughs> they're going to be confused yeah and you better know that your your kids are going to be one of those people like right. they're going to say well why do you do this this way right or how did you get you know to the point where you're living life this way mm-hmm. you know that's you've just opened a door for conversation yeah by just living your life yeah which is based off your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, like as they go to school, as they interact with friends and meet new people and meet their families, they're going to realize like, my family's weird. Right. My family doesn't do things the way mm-hmm. other families do. What's up with that? Exactly. <laughs> um, boom, like that's an open door for conversation. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a, hey, how, hey, you met your friend's family. What was that like? And right. then the give them, giving them the window to say like, you know, they're, they're kind of different. Right. Okay. Let's talk about why they right. were different. Exactly. That's a great conversation. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like introduction to. I mean, we didn't write this down, um, but I'm sure the Holy Spirit's all over this. <laughs> the testimony <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. You know, sharing how you sharing your story. Yeah. And how your short your story came together with God's story. You know, right. uh, how God's story impacted your story, and now it's His story. Right. You know, right. and everything that happens around you causes people to question that Uh and especially your kids because they're there with you 24 7 so it's like hey mom how did you get this car well i trusted the lord in this way and he provided in this way and this happened and you know it's just a consistent demonstration of who jesus is or why do you have this car and not that car because that car is so much nicer right well because stewardship let's talk about steward exactly this leads to money let's talk about money like Mm -hmm. like everything can be an open door to discussions about certain aspects of faith Mm -hmm. um if you see it and if you take advantage of it and slow down and have the time and actually have the conversation um instead of saying i'm busy right now or we're not not at church right now and that that's a church conversation like that's um it's just being aware of mm-hmm. those opportunities to have those kind of ongoing, constant conversation. Right. So, but it has to, they have to see it. They have that, that will prod and, and kind of prompt so much of that. And so they have to see us mm-hmm. as parents living our faith and wrestling through our faith. Right. And so we, we have to be willing to, to kind of do that in front of them. Yes. Um, and we talked about it on our last episode, like we want to keep our kids safe and there's that temptation to like protect them from any scent of insecurity or um, fluidity or anything like that. And so we, we can, well-meaningly, we can like try to put up this really brave front, right? Um, which can have the opposite effect we want. And mm-hmm. sometimes what's really good is to ha- let our kids see that we're 
we're wrestling, we're dealing with stuff, that we have doubts, that we have concerns, that we're learning um, things about the Bible that were like, oh, we were wrong on some stuff. Or there's right. some stuff in the Bible that I don't, I don't I like that it's there. Right. <laughs> and I got to wrestle through that. And right. that's, that's really uncomfortable. Um, instead of shying, like, you know, shielding our kids from that, let them in on that and right. let them see this is what wrestling through and developing faith right. looks like. This points to like that, that aspect of what I was mentioning in the beginning once, once we started this, um, you know, where you're not the Messiah, you mm-hmm. know, like you're pointing to the Messiah, right. you know, it's like that, that, that mindset of like, yeah, like faith can be fragile, right. like faith can be impacted, right. you know, because it's consistently being molded, right. you know, if you ever see a, a potter doing things to clay, it's like, what are they doing? So, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. it looks like they're working backwards. Like, it why does. did you just break that down? Right. You're, you're supposed to be building it up. And exactly. You know, that's they, a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Taking steps backwards, taking steps forward sometimes looks like, you know, going backwards. Yeah. And, and that's in our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, they get to, when you create an environment where your, you know, your kid or a student, whatever, like gets to experience that gets to see you do that and, and not, you know, notice that it, it that it's not destroying your faith, yeah. Um, but instead, it's enhancing it. Right. Um, it makes your relationship with the Lord more real because God is a real person. Yeah. And He's living. Yeah. And so there's there's you know challenges and it's complex and it's different and right. it's not what it's not linear. It's more yeah. than just a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's alive. And so, well, and I think it lets them off the hook because I think so many, so many kids and let's be honest most adults we feel that pressure of like we need to have arrived we need to have it figured out we need to 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 have the answers and do all that and so if if i never see my parents wrestle through stuff right i just see that they apparently have this strong faith whether or not they do is another matter but i it appears as though they do and i don't see them doing any of the work to get there right then i just assume it, it happens at some point so what's wrong with me? Because it's that's not, not my experience. That's not how it's working. And I have all these doubts mm. and concerns. And my parents never talked about that. And so now I feel like there's something really wrong with me. Right. That I can't get there. Or what the, am I doing wrong that God isn't real for me the exactly. way, like that kind of stuff. And so this lets them off the hook and going like, no, no, no. That's how it works mm-hmm. for all of us. So let me show you. Here's right. the process that I go through. And here's the things that I've learned and what I'm learning now and what I'm struggling through. Because then as a kid, I'm going, you know, my, what our kids are learning is like, oh, that's just life. Right. <laughs> that's just what it means to develop faith. Yeah. Or there's a danger there that, you know, that we, you know, we don't actively talk about. But the opposite can happen where it's like, it's appropriate to not talk about this. Yeah. You know, you can, you can say like, um, you don't wrestle with your faith. You just let it be. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, you know, you leave it at the doorstep at the church. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, it, and that doesn't happen. You know, like you, do, you can't. You're not allowed to ask these questions. You're right. not allowed to, to do these things. Um, you know, you're not allowed to wrestle there. Um, and so ignore it. You know, right. ignore those feelings. Ignore that. Right. And so then when they go into college or their friends are talking about <laughs> it in high school, uh-huh. in the cafeteria, or their teacher's trying to teach about something right. that is deconstructing, you know, their faith. And they're, you know, they're having these questions and stuff. They don't go to you because right. they, they think the environment doesn't allow that to happen. Exactly. So where do they go? You know, um, either they decide not to do anything about it mm-hmm. or they decide to do so um, in the other relationships they have that provide the freedom for that to happen. Yeah. You know, so it's, 
Yeah. It, and that will lead them down a scary path because, um, you know, you have to consider the source. So that, that professor or that friend may or may mm-hmm. not be trying to build their faith. Right. They might think the best thing is to let go of this childlike myth that, you know, you were raised with. Mm-hmm. That's a very common thread. Um, with, with especially early kind of young adults going right. off to college and, and all these different experiences yeah. and, and all of that. And now all of these things are being questioned about their faith that seem to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And what they learned is we don't question that stuff. Well, is it that fragile then? Does that mean it, does the Bible have nothing to say here? Is it, is it not holding up to scrutiny? Is that why we didn't get to wrestle with this right. stuff? Uh-oh. So now my faith is actually being deconstructed, and that's mm-hmm. that's not what you want to have happen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, again, like, that deconstruction, God could be molding them. Yeah. And out of the fear that we have that because it looks like deconstruction to us, right. we can fight that environment. Yeah, yeah. Where really it's just a furnace that the Lord's working right. in. Right. You know? And it's important to—those do that. things are important, but to do them in the correct environment. Correct context, right. Yeah, in the, yeah. In, in, in the midst of community. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, you know, so many times I've had conversations with students because they know that we have an environment where they can bring any question. They say, you know, I've heard this at school, mm-hmm. you know, but that can happen at your home. Like, they can come home and say, hey, this happened at school, or, yeah. I've, or I saw this on TikTok. Um, you know, which is the biggest thing that's happening now is just right. consistent right. people preaching everything and anything but the gospel. It's like one minute sound bites that are right. seemingly so definitive. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and then, um, but are they sharing it with you? Right. You know, are you? Well, and when they share it with you is our, is your response. No, we don't. No, we, that's wrong. We don't do that. Right. And it, end of discussion. Or right. is it, okay, let's talk about that. That's, that's, that's an interesting, it's an interesting right. theory they have. Yes. Let's dig into that and see where that goes. Um, that's a much healthier way for, you're teaching them, you're modeling them how to think critically about what they're, what they're hearing and what right. they're being exposed to. Right. Because you want them to learn how to do that when you're not around. Right. And that's going to happen. I mean, we just like, before we do- dove into this, uh, <laughs> dive, dove, <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> before we jumped into this discussion, <laughs> um, uh, so I'll totally not you know, edit that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Great. Um, but yeah, no, like before we, we jumped into this, we, I was showing you a passage that I had never, you know, oh, jumped into, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah. completely new information to me, right? Never studied it in my life. The stuff that Paul's saying is like, <laughs> what in the world right. is he saying? You know, um, but I know that we can just. We can both look we, at each other and say, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. There's some, there's some stuff going on there, and I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure there's some things I'm not aware of right. contextually. Right. So let's dig in. Right. And, yeah. and we know, and, it, and it's meaty. It's like a, yeah. it's like a feast. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going back to that. Right. Like, we're going <laughs> yeah. to die. You know, like, there's no way, like, oh, look what I found, or oh, yeah. look what I, now it's treasure that you're seeking, and right. you're, you know, the word is alive, and, and you're experiencing that together, but you're going to um, run into situations where People are going to say things to your kids, mm-hmm. or your kids are going to ask questions, and you won't know the answers to. Yeah. You know, and so that, what do we do? Exactly. What like, happens? Because I think that's the fear 
yep. for parents is, you know, I, I, I feel like my kid is the one that wants to play baseball, but I don't know how to play baseball. Right. So I have to go find an expert because I'm not exactly. an expert. And so I think uh, so many parents have that. Like, I know I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader of my family. I know I'm supposed to raise my kids this way. And mm-hmm. faith is supposed to primarily come from me. That's a lot of pressure. And I feel very ill-equipped to, to be that. And so I'm, I'm guessing that for some parents that prevents them from going down this road. Like, hey, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to crack open the Bible with my kids because I'm not sure what we're going to find yeah. and what to do with it when we do. Right. Um, and that's, that's legitimate. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is none of us are subject matter experts. If you ask someone who's been studying the Bible for 70 years, right. they would not consider themselves a master of scripture. They would consider themselves a student of scripture. <laughs> yes. um, that's how they describe themselves because they are continually learning more. And so right. that means there's things that they don't know yet. Right. So we're all in the same boat. Yep. Um, so we can just jump in. And instead of pretending like we know, mm-hmm. we can say, let's discover together. Right. So when we run into this thing and our, or our kid asks us this thing about faith and we are like, oh man, I'm stumped. What do I do? Totally say oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> say, say that. that. You're like, That's a great question. I don't have the answer for right. that. But let's dig into that together. Right. I, and, think, I think we leave off that last part. I don't know. Right. Go ask your youth pastor. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or somebody that might know because yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. But let's go find out. Right. And you're allowed. I mean, you're totally allowed to ask me or Jaren. Yeah, for But sure. you know what we're going to do? Hey, let's dive into it together. Right. Here's, right. Some, here's some things I'd point you to. Here's some books that I might or scriptures that I might or whatever right. for you and your family to go dig in together. That's right. that's the ideal. That's what should happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of like, come give us the right answer so we have the right answer now. Yeah. And the coolest thing is going to happen. Uh, you're both going to wrestle with scripture together Yep. in relationship the way it was originally intended to happen. I mean, when the, these were originally you know, like scrolls that people would send off to other people who were representatives that would be read in community. Right. And then that community would wrestle and study that together. That was intent, like intentional. That was what, you know, because it made the word of God alive, what it really is, you know? And so you get to experience that. You get to wrestle um, with scripture together in a way that you probably never have before, you know? And then even cooler is that, now you're both going to continue to look for opportunities for that to happen. Yeah, for sure. Because it's addictive. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It's it so, is. it's so great. And it's so rich. Right. Um, and, and I wonder if, I mean, we, as our, as a kind of a Christian society, for lack of a better term, we stress a quiet time with God as really important. Read the Bible every day, have quiet time, have alone right. time with God. It's you and God and you read the Bible and you study it and you pray. And that's, I'm not saying that's bad. That's obviously not bad. It's really good. But I wonder if we've emphasized that and and kind of law of unintended consequences have um, kind of over, it's overshadowed this exactly what you're talking about. Right. Is read scripture together and talk about it together and, and play around with it and, and, and dig into it and ask questions and, and all of that scrutiny that happens in the context of, of communities, but again, specifically families where a lot of this is, is designed to happen. Right. I think if we're not doing that, if we're just doing a quiet time that we're missing 
a really, really important part of this. Right. Um, going back to that Deuteronomy passage where it's it's talk about, you know, talk about it on the, on the road. And when you get up and when you go to go to bed, it's not, it's not just teach your kids stuff. Like, Hey, remember, this is the lesson. It's talk about them, wrestle with them, ask questions and, 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 and play devil's advocate and do all of those things. Like that should be an ongoing thing. There's so much richness and depth. There's so many things that I've read personally but then i come to you know you john or if right. somebody else and 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 i start talking about this and it like all of a sudden it just lights up in right. a whole different way yeah. because now we're getting to to see the multiple layers of it and i'm getting your perspective which i had never thought of before yes. like there's so much of that that happens um that's a really really beneficial thing a really crucial thing right. that doesn't necessarily happen with just a quiet time. And so I think that's that's something that we need to emphasize as as families. Yes, have a devo time. Have a, you know, family devo, but not just a devo time. Like right. have that ongoing conversation and again be looking for areas and and opportunities to bring things back up and go, "Hey, that's kind of like what we talked about last week. It's kind of like this." You know, and just and get into it all over again and just see more and more and more of that complexity that's in there. Yeah, it's this it's that idea of this ongoing conversation between you and the Lord that also you now realize it's also happening between the Lord and other people. Yeah. And now you get to experience <laughs> yeah. the mystery and the beauty and the things that they're experiencing too mm-hmm. with God. And they get to experience the things that you're experiencing right. too with God. And so now you're, you're getting a greater view of the world that God created. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you get to experience aspects of relationship. Yep. And get most importantly, I mean, you get to experience God, like yeah. other areas of God that you haven't before, you know, and just C.S. Lewis talks about how our friendships with other people, um, you know, bring out different sides of us, right? We, we experience, you know, different parts of us when we're in relationships with other people. Well, the same thing happens with our relationship with the Lord and other people get to experience God in different ways. And so we, when we sit down with other people, you know, I, I love to read old, um, books mm-hmm. because it's like they got to experience it specific in their time frame in their generation in a way that I would not experience God like that and so I get to see that aspect yeah. of the Lord you know the beauty and the the, the mystery and the, mm-hmm. all that and then when it's applied to my life in my current time frame it's completely different right but it's also the same yeah yeah and it's just like whoa my yep. world is so much richer yeah you know it's so much bigger. My God is so much greater right. than anything I could ever. Well, and we just, we see things that we would never see on our own. That's why diversity is so important. Yep. And diversity, not just, you know, racially, although yes, um, age. Yes. Like there will, if I'm 15, there will be things that pop out to me in scripture that will not pop out to my 40 plus year old <laughs> yes. self. Um, yeah. That's good. Yes. <laughs> that's not that mean, that doesn't mean that either of us have a, a, a fault. It just means that we are one mm-hmm. piece of it. And that's why these things are meant for community. And and you see that you're part of something bigger. And, and I'm like you. Like, I love reading some of the, like, the classics of the faith. Right. I love, like, A.W. Tozer and right. guys like that. They were wit- writing, like, uh, you know, almost a century ago now. Yeah. But they write in such a way that you're going, like, are you sure you're not alive right now? Because yes. you seem to be talking about exactly what's so going true. on right now. And I'm yeah. going, oh, that means that what's happening is actually part of something bigger. bigger. There's there's more, there's context, there's history, there's, you know, nothing new under the sun kind of stuff. There's all of this, like, this isn't just a moment in time. This right. is a moment in in a in a timeline yeah. where other things have been happening and, and 
and yeah. it, again, it's a part of this bigger theme, this bigger pattern of what's going on. And look at look at what I get to be a part of. You know, that's that's yeah. what what you fall into. It's like, oh my gosh, I get to be a part of this whole world. You know, that others have experienced, that others have died for, that that had loved and 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 seen and experienced the Lord move in. You know, um, you know, and 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 you're right. You know, I think you you hit the the nail in the head when you were saying like. A 15-year-old is going to point out things that mm-hmm. we've never seen mm-hmm. or would be able to, yeah. you know, and that's going to cause them to believe different things. Like, they're going <laughs> to come across things, um, uh, ways of thought, ways of mindset, words like that we never could have ever came across or understood. And their world, as, you know, we have a podcast on this, Jaren, um, <laughs> their world is utterly different. It's very <laughs> different than the one I was, what, what, what it was when I was their age. Like, right. when, And I'm not, I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. The world's changed fast. And so that means they are different. They are right. growing up in what is normal for them was not normal for me. And so yeah. that's going to cause us to come at everything from a specific angle. Exactly. Um, and see things in a different way, and we need all of it. We need we need every, and all the perspectives, mm-hmm. not just not just what we consider to be the right ones, which right. usually mean mine. Um, we need yes. all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and usually that's not our response. Like usually it's like, oh, this is not a good thing, you know. Um, oh no, they're they're deconstructing scripture. Can you like? Can you just deconstruct scripture? Like, is that possible? Right. Are, we, are we big enough right. to, <laughs> to get in the way of what God's word yeah. was intended, you know, or created to do, you know? Right. What, what that usually ends up meaning is what I thought I knew, but I wasn't looking at it either correctly or I wasn't looking at it like completely. I was missing a big chunk of it. Exactly. And so now I'm, I'm kind of like letting go of a little bit so that I can grab onto some other things. That's how it's supposed to happen. That's good. That's rich. That's, that's meaningful. Um, you know, tearing down faith just to tear down faith is not. That's not good, but that's not, I mean, I don't think that's what any of us are going for. No, no. I mean, the questions and the things that they would do, it's just, it's, it's, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they're coming to you about that, it's, this is now impacting. Like, they're, they're meditating on scripture. Yeah. If it's bothered them to that point where they're coming to, they're literally meditating with it. That's it's so become good. Real. That's so good. So <laughs> you know? honor that. Like that's yes. that's great. Don't shut that down. Be like, great. Let's 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 keep it going. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up high five, double high five. Like, you know, like <laughs> right. like um, take them out to dinner or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is so good. You yeah. know, and you you want to praise that. The Lord praises that. Yeah. You know, like we see it all throughout Scripture when. When things, when all of this becomes real, the whole reason when Abraham, when God's word to Abraham was real to him, yeah, and he based his whole life on that, yeah, you know, like um, the yeah, the whole course of his life changed <laughs> exactly because of that. Yes, and that's that's what we talk about Sunday, right? You know, like that's what we're calling to, and and the world is saying that the students in our world are saying. That they didn't experience that, you yeah. know, that they, they weren't raised in an environment. Yeah, a lot of those, the ones that, the, get back to those stats, like the right. ones that fell away are, right. are going like, I, I wanted it to be real. It just didn't Wasn't. seem to be. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's perspective. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, I love that you mentioned that, that, you know, just because they didn't see it doesn't mean it wasn't real yeah. to their parents. Uh, I love that. Because um, that is that's that's so true. Yeah, you know, um, so many times, uh, pastors' kids sometimes, you know, like you know, <laughs> yeah. because of because pastors have so many responsibilities. A lot of times, they're not in the home as yeah. much. So, how much do they get to experience that? Right. And so, what we're saying is like keeping that keeping that that 
mindset of like, how can I be proactively seeking this? Yeah. And and be be mindful of this so that I can invite them into this conversation and do this with them. Um, I think that's that's vital. Right. You know, that's the goal. Right? Yep. And that wraps up part one of this conversation. There is a lot more of this discussion that John and I got into. So we are going to be coming back with you uh, our very next episode, jumping right back into this conversation. Uh, We're going to be diving into some topics uh, around faith with our kids uh, that we're going to be wrestling with some tough questions. What happens when our kids don't really express an interest in faith, when they don't really want to pursue a relationship with Christ? Or what happens is as they dive into their own faith, theirs starts to look much, much different than ours. How How do we handle that? So a lot of good conversation to come. So make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, wherever you're getting this podcast so you can be the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.